0: Hi everyone and welcome to Cooking Goals, you're listening to The Cooks and here we talk to motivated people who are actually doing something, how they got to where they are and their goals for the future. The aim of this podcast is to inspire people to create goals for themselves, to push towards and surpass them, whether it be small goals like running a four minute kilometre or big goals like owning a home, I want this space to be somewhere people can come for inspiration, to listen in on a great conversation, hopefully learn something and in the process create goals for the future. Hi everyone, really appreciate you guys tuning in to the Cooking Goals podcast this week. I think this is episode number 14 of the Cooking Goals show and I've also just released episode 4 of the HDR Brews uh, podcast as well. So you can also check that out on my website. Those uh, episodes which used to be uh, paid are now free and I'll continue to do those episodes for free during this time as well. I hope you're all okay and well and sa- safe and healthy. And I'd really like you guys to check out my new website as well, and I talk about that at the end of the episode. Uh, but basically, I've launched a new website. It's got my podcasts, uh, articles that I've been featured in, or I've written things for. Uh, weekly email updates. It's all all about me and what I would expect to do with uh, the Cooking Girls Project, I guess, and then uh, also. I have my weekly running workouts on there. So you can also find us at the Cooks community on uh, Strava as well. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So today we talk to Callan Craig, an old friend of mine, woke human being, and dog lover. How, <laughs> How are you, Callan? Hey, good Nathan. How you going? Yeah, good man. Yeah, really, uh, really productive day. I had a, a supervisor meeting and stuff, yeah. and just got in terms of more of a direction with my PhD and stuff, which is good. But oh, that all, good. yeah, also very stressful because it's like, oh, hang on, you, you're wrong at everything. Do this. <laughs> like, yeah. <like,
1: laughs> oh shit. Yeah, without with,
0: yeah, without with like feedback. <laughs> trying to lose your shit. You're like, oh, cool. Like, you know, it's good to have feedback, <laughs> but it's also like, cool. I'm on the right. Um, the right page, which is good. So,
1: you yeah, said you had a bit that is of. good.
0: That is always good. <laughs> you said you had a bit of a stressful day yourself as well.
1: Yeah, um, some pretty hairy clients. Had supervision though, which is good as well. Yeah. Um, with my supervisor, not as a supervisor. Yeah. Um, so it was good to get some feedback. Just to be able to debrief a bit about some quite difficult clients in their situation as well. So yeah. And that's fully that
0: supported Yeah, it's fully okay, okay to have that. Um, I guess mentor or supervision relationship as well with someone who's like an employer, especially in the industry that yeah. we will get into. Like I know, even now, mm. my my partner's sister works in this space as well, and she's like, "Yep, I still yeah. like. I'm only a year out. I'm not fully over everything. I might not get mm. this right, or I might push them in the wrong yeah. direction. So yeah. you got to be super mindful of those." Workspaces mm. to to kind of know what um sure and you would know about that to kind of make sure you're making the right decisions or saying the right things yeah
1: yeah because it is always something you re- you really really do need to be mindful about especially um yeah because we will talk about it obviously a bit more but and particularly in some of the areas i deal with too it is it really is life or death sometimes so yeah. it's quite difficult to know. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing, <laughs> but um, like, it's good to actually have that affirm that no, you've done
0: the right thing. Yeah. So, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, oh, uh, sorry, your time's up. The meeting's up. <laughs> that doesn't work that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. hang no, it on, really like, it's more of a, like a, yeah. it's more of a, like a life's up, or it's it's yeah not, yeah, yeah t- almost type t- <laughs> t- of thing. So. I like to start uh, each episode by telling the listeners how we met or your first memory of me. So if you want to think back, oh. it's a it's a, a a while now. Yeah, that
1: would have been grade eight, partial class. It's gonna be Mr. Boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a Holy time! Shit. But, yeah, we had a couple of partial classes together from high school at Marymount. Um, yeah. Had a couple of classes together in general, really. Yeah. But no, definitely those first memories of grade eight going through Mr. Boys, which he's actually passed away now, which is quite sad.
0: Yeah, super but, sad. Um, yeah. As young
1: George, so that was a bit of a whoa, a bit of a yeah, strange moment. But yeah, I can particularly remember grade being like this pastoral teacher has it proper on for especially us two. I feel like we caused a lot of yeah, mis- yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for a bunch of year eight kids, we weren't probably yeah. the most um. Tolerable of no, of Mister Boyce antics, yeah, yeah, definitely. It was it was fun. I did enjoy my time at Marymount and at school and stuff. So we had some good friends yeah, and family yeah. and things. But I feel for as though, sure. yeah, even thinking back to it, it's like, well, like I said, I asked you before about you know you did martial arts. Uh, you then yeah. you played footy for a bit, and then you started to umpire AFL as well. Mm. So that's kind of where we're a little bit maybe see each yeah. see each other on the weekends in terms of on the field when you're. Giving me a mark yeah. or a tackle or holding yeah. the ball and stuff, so giving you fifty meters, yeah, 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 doing grand finals, <laughs> making harsh calls, things like that. So Dan Burley, yeah, yeah, the 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 Burley Biff, um, yeah. I actually went back to training a really? couple, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe yeah. a couple of months ago. Now I was like, oh, really interested in, in starting up again, and then after like two sessions, I was like, these people are just not my jam, like, yeah, like, I don't, I wouldn't play for anyone else, but I also don't want to play with mm. the people that were there, like, I I like some of the people that I grew up with playing, but, you know, just the, I guess in terms of the, um, wrong sort of, yeah, just the crowd, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. as well as, yeah, like, it's different things, different lifestyle choices that you make, and stuff like that, you know, um, yeah, so it's interesting to see that, especially when you go back to something that you used to love. and You're like, oh well, actually, it's not for me anymore, and you've got to be comfortable yeah. with that. So, yeah, um, it's a big journey. It's difficult
1: to yeah let go of something that was quite fond and and everything. Really something that was quite special, and you are quite good at too. Yeah, oh, <laughs> so thanks. So go back to it. That ah, uh, whoops, <laughs> like, yeah. not anymore. So yeah, it definitely, is a big
0: readjustment and quite difficult to yeah come to terms with it for sure. And so how did you feel going back to martial arts 10 months ago? Um, that was great. had a, a long
1: break from it. It's been a really big part of my life for quite some time, probably been of uh, actual time doing martial arts. It's probably been about 10, if not even more than 10 years in total. So I've done a lot of Taekwondo, done a lot of mixed martial arts, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, did a stint in Thailand for a month in training as well. So I've done quite a lot of martial arts in general. It's really great. I'd talk to clients about it too, about doing martial – like for their children to do martial arts, teach them just discipline and respect, it's quite a – it's a really lovely space if you get to – if you find a good club and if you find the right reasons for doing it too. But for for me, going back into it, it was – yeah, it was really good. it's really fun moving your body in those ways again and being able to – yeah, it's quite surprising too how much you do remember from just muscle memory alone – from yeah, different techniques, to even your reaction time, to hand eye coordination, it's something that surprisingly, for me anyway, I did lose too. Maybe because I did start from it from so young, so it is it really was second nature to me to go back into it. But yeah, it was really great, really fun experience to have gone back into that space for the time that I did. But now with COVID yeah. <laughs> and everything happening, too, that's definitely
0: not happening <laughs> yeah well, it's really interesting you say moving your body in that way again like i i just really yeah. miss like kicking the footy or just taking a mark or um like yeah. just playing playing with like a, an object like a ball or a frisbee or a cricket bat mm. like <laughs> rather than just in the gym it's a lot different when your goals are focused on, say, fitness or physique or strength, yeah, not, not, it's like yeah. it's it's fun and you enjoy it, but it's not that mm. it's not that running around competitive fun that you'd have. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, that competitiveness to it for sure. Of like yeah. a of like I'm a sport of like a sporting <laughs> arena or sporting field or something like that. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. So what we're going to do now, Callan, is just get to know you a little bit better. I I know you, but it's been like five five, (laughs) five years now, and for the listeners who don't know you, so if you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so obviously my name's Callan, lovely to meet you all, and I went to school with Nathan through Marymount, and I went to Griffith University and studied Bachelor of Psych, completed my undergraduate degree, and now I work with Relationships Australia in areas um, around domestic violence, child safety, trauma. There's a lot of aspects to it. But, um, yeah, it's really – I love the work. It's something I'm really quite passionate about too is around um, the whole feminist perspective on life really too because there are still a lot of inequalities for women internationally and still especially in Australia too. And... um, yeah it's a really really fantastic organization which i yeah I feel quite lucky to to be able to work with and to be able to work for as well
0: that's awesome and, and so so yeah. <laughs> you, when when did you start there it's, sorry if I cut you off um, too early like, no, did you want um
1: yeah so I've been working there for about twelve months now with this organization with relationship to Australia historically have done work in um drugs and alcohol too and homelessness as well so yeah, quite a lot of different areas that I have worked in, but mostly in around, yeah, addiction and people who have been impacted, of, uh, mostly around trauma, really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Difficult area, definitely, To when you're... Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously, <laughs> definitely confidentiality and things like that come into things as well, yeah. like when, when yeah. <laughs> you're talking about your job and stuff, so we won't go too deep into it. But mm. you mentioned inequalities in terms of... Um, Feminism and females and stuff. Did you want to elaborate yeah. on that at yeah. all?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, something I found really within Australia too. There are a lot of um, <coughs> social inequalities in a lot of aspects too. If, you know, if you look at the First Nation, the Aboriginal, they, like, statistically speaking, anything that you can measure in terms of like a social construct, really, they're significantly disadvantaged. Whether it's um life expectancy, education, incarceration rates, suicide anything you can think of that is that could impact someone, it is statistically significant more for Aboriginal people and it's still something that's so taboo to talk about is around um, how we have basically mass genocided their culture and really kind of um, taken away their land and that kind of then goes into how we're treating the environment and everything else like that as well. So that is definitely one aspect to it. And particularly, too, for for women in general, there is still within Australia, for sure, uh, really quite a a male dominant society, quite a patriarchal society, too. If you look at people in power, mostly statistically speaking, they are white men as well. Um, It's really, yeah, it's really quite an interesting topic that, um, especially in Australia, too, the rates of domestic violence are quite high. For a first world country, um, there are other countries as well, like India and things like that, where it's a very different conversation, but they also have very high rates of domestic violence. But in Australia, if you compare us to like Scandinavian countries or even to some other European countries, our rates are a lot higher. Um, and that's just reported rates only. And yeah, it's something I'm quite passionate about too, domestic violence, because it is something that's viewed as like a, a civil matter so for example if we were playing a game of footy we had a fight it's kind of it's like oh that's normal that's fine boys will be boys that that happens in sporting environments but if that was the same incident on in the street for example if I was to punch you in the street no that's not okay that's assault you'll probably get criminal charges for that if say we're in a relationship the same sex relationship for example and I hit you in the home oh uh, no, that's a civil matter. That's just between you two. Here's a piece of paper, a domestic violence order, to so say you won't do that again. And if you keep doing that, then you might get in trouble. So it's really quite different. For the same act, it's viewed very differently depending on the situation. Mm. Which is something that I'm quite passionate about. That no, it's like it's something I mentioned in book war quite a lot too. Going to tribunals if someone, if it was for strike, I was like no, if that was in the street, that's assault. You can't kind of turn a blind eye to it because it's in a a sporting environment. Same for in, you know, there's all these laws about king hits and things like that. Like, that's, we know, like, one punch can kill. But, again, if you remove that and take it to domestic violence, it's like, oh, it's okay. They're they're in a relationship. It's fine. So it's really quite a, yeah.
0: touchy matter, yeah, of course, yeah. And that's even, like... It's interesting to say that the way I look at that is like there's say it's like you got a table and you've got one um like title and you have got three different columns mm-hmm. and that one title mm-hmm. is like up you know x punching y but they're all different yeah. columns. It's like well, it's the same. It's the under the same title. T- under the same <laughs> title. And for someone it's, who doesn't know about it, but sure. like you could put the same con um, concept in terms of uh, like for example, rape. Like if you grab someone's you know, mm-hmm. ass or balls or something on the footy field, you can class that at like if it was something that was um, uh,
1: yeah. not
0: an accident, you know, and done on purpose, and then it's like he did mm. that in public, mm-hmm. that's like, you know, uh, public assault or rape, and then it's like if you did it in the home yeah. and it's no consent, yeah. it's the same thing. It's like, mm. it's like, oh, well, hang mm. on, why is there three different titles for the exact same thing? So that's mm. a really interesting mm-hmm. point that you bring up. Um, yeah. And with the uh, domestic violence thing, it's really interesting. I was sitting at dinner mm. the other night and my auntie mentioned that as soon as like Australia shut down with all this uh, coronavirus stuff, yes, like the go- the, um, the the Google the search, search results, of, yeah, yeah, the Google search results of domestic violence was like it was the number one search term in Australia, like in mm-hmm. term, was it, it yeah. was included in the search, and Google like contacted the the government and were like, what's wrong with your country? What's happening? (laughs) Like, what what, what is this? Because you know, Um, people in different countries and stuff don't understand different cultures um, when they're on the other mm. side of the world. They don't understand our, you know, our political problems that occur just in in the local, federal, or state government. So, is that something that you heard about? Did you know about that?
1: Um, Yes, I have. We've yeah, we've something we've talked in quite in depth from an organisational perspective too. Is around. This is a, a really dangerous time for not trying to put a gender on it, but specifically yes. speaking, for women in abusive relationships, of course, it happens to men. It definitely does happen to men. Yeah. And uh, it, it really does happen in same-sex relationships too. There's a big aspect in that community for domestic violence that so is there's really big power imbalances. But in any situation, it's really quite a scary time for someone who is living with an abusive partner because um, quite often a protective factor was that the person who is using the abuse or using that power and the control would go to work. So they were safe, their children were safe at that time. But now person who is using violence isn't going to work and you can't really leave the home as as freely as you could as all these restrictions on leaving the home now. So it, it's quite, yeah, really quite a scary time for people who are in domestic violence relationships or in unhealthy relationships, of course, because they're like, phys- physically trapped as well as metaphorically trapped. Which is, yeah,
0: not Not good. Yeah, no, not good. What do you. I've just written down the word eradication (coughs) here. Like, I just thought about if I. Say, 100 years ago when. This thing mm-hmm. was obviously still going. This issue of domestic violence was still going on, right? But mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily talked about or in the media. That there actually wasn't any fucking media, maybe a newspaper. But yes. you know, people <laughs> were born into these environments, into the world of the same problem. Say a hundred years mm-hmm. later, in say twenty twenty, it's you know it's uh, it's in the media. People know about it. It's more spoken yeah. about. Do you think in say a hundred mm-hmm. years time or? Um, say, 50 years' time, people will be born into a world when it's like, oh, no, that, that, that actually doesn't happen anymore. Like, this is a, a yeah, problem that um, we have, um, you know, you might learn about it in history class. Like, back in Australia, in, you know, yeah. X amount of yeah. date, this was a problem. Do you think that would be something that yeah. we could get rid of in the um, time, or? Yeah, you, you're right.
1: I'd uh, say so 100 years ago, it, and even if you look at laws quite, quite recently, it's... I think don't quote me on these numbers, but I think it was in the 80s that it was only uh, it was only acknowledged that yes, you could rape your wife, for example. Mm, yeah. Apart from that, it was just assumed that it was always consensual, regardless. So it's only been quite recent that has happened. Um, hopefully, in in the future, that it will be like because at the moment, you're right. There is a lot of awareness. People are being that they're having. It's in the media. It's quite not as taboo to talk about and being more normalised that that's not an okay situation, it's not your fault that you're in that situation. It's, there's, there's a lot of things happening. But, um, yeah, so hopefully it can change in the future with societal change. Yeah. Because that is really the only way that it, it, it will stop is with learning about it in, in schools. Like I know in our school, a Catholic school, we were never really taught about a healthy relationship or respect for relationship in children in general. I feel like in a lot of schooling systems, you're not really taught about what is a healthy or respectful relationship, and you just kind of base it off your parents' relationship. Mm. And your parents either base it off they had a, a really bad upbringing and they don't want to do that because they know how traumatic that was for them, or that's what they think is normal, that's what they think is acceptable, that's how I'm going to parent you. Mm. And it's that kind of intergenerational system that you you know that you you don't know any difference so you think that is normal you think that's fine you think everyone happens to that but yeah and and that's hopefully yeah i
0: would say we're born on the scale of close, we're closer to the problem than we are to the solution. Like I reckon like if you looked at if you put yeah. it on a scale of like yeah. it's been it's been identified, it's been fixed, it's been finished, we're more at that south yeah. we're more at that We've our, identified it. Yeah, yeah, that's our generation. Which so is, it's a
1: great step. Yeah. But it's a little bit we're getting there. Yeah, definitely. definitely getting there.
0: That's so. Same thing as like <laughs> you said though for in terms of Aboriginal culture or history and uh, things. we didn't learn about yeah. that and that's not that's not saying anything about, you know, a Catholic school, but in general, like in, in no, SOS or in history, you're learning about the World Wars yeah. or, you're le- or you're learning about the First Fleet or you're learning about, you know, ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. You're never actually learning about your backyard. Yeah. It's really interesting to yeah. those. And I don't know if mm-hmm. the uh, school um, uh, curriculums have, have changed yeah. or not since then because I don't go to school. <clears throat> uh, but <laughs> it, but it's Aboriginal health is taught all through, you know, um public health courses, psychology I would imagine, yeah. all those different things. Yeah. So um it's,
1: yeah, for
0: sure. You even mentioned another point about, you know, um just reversing back to the whole inequality thing as well. Like even watching today mm. I was watching some interviews on, on TED Talk or um uh, yeah, yeah. on on you know people who are in like software space. Like, you know, well we got Bill Gates, mm-hmm. we had Steve mm-hmm. Jobs, you know, Jeff Bezos, yeah. they're all, you know, white men, mm-hmm. American And it's like, well, that's actually, you don't, you don't, um, personally, I don't like, I'm not saying, oh, they're a man, they're in power. I'm just like, I've just been born, I'm born into a generation where that's, they are just the people who are in power. Like, I've never had any control of, over their, um, their success or where they got to, but they are, that's, Mm -hmm. that, that is their, their picture. Or if you put them in a box of a Mm. description, they are going to be a man Mm -hmm. with, um, that type of that back, yeah. that background or yep. that that mm. price over their head, so so to speak. So, yeah. I think we're definitely more, I'd say, closer. This is an interesting opinion for you to comment on. Like, we'd be more closer to um, identifying and solving the inequality problem with men and women in in yeah. uh, workforces compared to the other scale about oh. domestic violence that we're talking about. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's really being pushed, like um. I know, for example, like Splendid the Grass, they got a lot of backlash for tr- not having like a 50-50 lineup of male-to-female artists or having a male headliner. So there's a lot of um, uh, events and a lot of things that are really trying to push that uh, equality for women. But then, uh, again, you kind of remove that you take that step back to an intimate relationship, whether it's same-sex or whether it's a, a, not a same-sex relationship. There's still that, that really big power imbalance, and it's something that is that is slowly being addressed. But uh, again, it's it slowly.
0: <laughs> yeah. And what do you yeah. what do you say to the <clears throat> like the whistleblowers? Like, even say for example, the <clears throat> Splendor in the Grass issue. Like when I look <gasps> when I look at that from a different perspective, you could say that hang yeah. they well, hang on they're just the people or the artists that are popular at this that time. You know? Yeah, of course. But then it's like, well, I hang have- on. I might not have the money, but you know, Billie Eilish, she's a female, and she's yeah. probably got way more money than any of those <laughs> other Sorry artists much. who are on there. Um, but maybe she just yeah. she wasn't coming or she wasn't keen to play. I don't know. But you know, that that's yeah. an, that's that's an example of a female mm. artist who is at that level who could play a show like that, but mm. they weren't mm-hmm. put in that position. So, but you couldn't. The argument to say that she wasn't popular is wrong because she won. Yeah, I 100% agree
1: because it's really different because, like, trying to organise a festival, I can't imagine how difficult that would be, let alone trying to have that conscious thought of uh, people are really going to be keeping an eye on the gender split yes. of this. And because Splendid the Grass actually had a, a statement on it that they did try to secure other uh, a female headline. Yeah. But, like, for example, they just weren't, for, for those time periods, they weren't Available. El- eligible for it yeah but now that splendor has been postponed and quite possibly going to get postponed again that probably willing to do a completely new lineup so it could be a very different situation assuming it does get postponed and assuming the people who are in can't headline it anymore yeah but that's just assume we're going to have live music ever again
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I had um <laughs> i did I did have a ticket I'm very thankful that I got my refund um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It would have been great to go to, but unfortunately, yeah, the time sure. the time that we live in, not for now. Yes, no, um, not,
1: not
0: yet. Now, the reason I mentioned the term, it's not my favorite term, but it's the only way I can describe <laughs> you is woke. You know, someone, <laughs> That's fine. I could also That's fine. <laughs> talk, you know, the reason I mentioned that at the start of this episode is just a few things, like, and we'll go through these things now, and I'll, I'll sit yep. back and let you talk about them as someone who is, you know, I would say you're... I will just go as far as to say as you're quite self aware of your actions and your yeah, sure. your um yes. your impact on the planet. So we're gonna mm. there's four things he had written down. So uh, yep. veganism. So Callan is a vegan. Yes. Um, he's also really fucking strong. Um, and he's hitting PBs all over the place, and that's really interesting because I'm a sport, <laughs> i I'm a, uh, a dietitian and also in uh, interested in sport nutrition. Uh, plenty of plants around his house so he knows how to water a plant and not kill them which is <laughs> great and then also he's a waste warrior oh that's like not the most fantastic yes. term to use but it's something that i'm very passionate about and i think that we can mm-hmm. talk pretty well on in terms of yeah, sure. calen's always picking up rubbish i always pick up rubbish like mm-hmm. you don't say it's not mine it's like hang on well the earth's yours just fucking pick it up Um, yes it's different now with you know touching things and hand sanitizer but it's still important so (laughs) I think we'll just we'll just start with the first one Callan so when did you when did you turn because I know and I was in your boat the whole tuna rice Mm. and frozen veg gang that was that was a real thing that's the best that was the best
1: thing real tuna chicken kangaroo salmon
0: yeah
1: animal products anywhere and everywhere that I could with every single meal to be honest yeah exactly um yeah, so I've been vegan for maybe two years now, yep. give or take, and was vegetarian six months prior to that. Um, it did kind of, I know this is kind of going, sides around, but it, it really did kind of stem from trying to reduce my impact in waste, for example. So I started off with a compost bin. I was like, cool, I'm going to really try and reduce my food waste. So I'll start with that. And composting is a super easy thing to do. if you look at greenhouse gases and food waste as a whole, I think you put a post on it recently on your Instagram that food waste is a massive aspect to greenhouse gases. And there's lots of aspects to food waste. There's um, from the production of food, the supermarkets have really strict guidelines of what food is appropriate and isn't appropriate, so then it gets tossed out there. Um, so then you get the food at the supermarkets. It's usually wrapped in plastic or in styrofoam or has some packaging to it. And then you take it home, you either eat it and there's some food scraps which get thrown in the bin, create methane in landfill, or you don't eat it, you throw it out, it goes in the bin and goes into landfill and creates methane. So it, it doesn't matter how you try and look at it, there's always going to be waste to it. So I was like, okay, how can I reduce my bit of what I can control? So like, okay, I'll, I'll shop at farmer's markets. So, I, I geographically more or less know where it's come from. And then I'll try and make sure I know at the end of the food's lifestyle, or life cycle rather, that I have some control over where that goes. So, I got a compost bin and got a worm farm. And it's really good for plants too, <laughs> the compost juice and the worm juice. So, that's one way to keep plants alive. Yeah. <laughs> it's like steroids for plants.
0: <laughs> but, um,
1: <laughs> so, it really did come from trying to reduce um, my weights as a whole. So, okay cool now, but the food waste underpacked. I'll try and go for um, plastic because I started doing a lot of research into plastic and the production of plastic because you don't use that. It's plastic. It's, it's there, but it's, uh, it's from oil, really. Um, the production of it's awful anyway. Um, so it really came from trying to reduce my plastic. And I was like, okay, I'm still I'm going to the bulk food shop now and buying um, oats, for example, but I'm still going to the supermarket and buying my delicious steak that's in styrofoam wrapped in plastic. So I was sitting, like, morally, it was sitting not okay for me. So like, okay, let's try and not eat the steak that's really tasty, but it is wrapped in plastic. It is wrapped in styrofoam. So I'll stop of doing that. So kind of within a, a week period, really, went from eating meat and Dairy to not eating meat at all, and we're still eating dairy and eggs, um which morally I, it started okay of with me for a while. It's only been a really, really recent thing, actually, that it has been more about animals and animal welfare and things like that. But primarily for me, it came from environment, came from me trying to reduce my impact on Earth in, in general. And it's just kind of snowballed into <laughs> what my lifestyle is now. Of, basically plastic basically zero waste um, try and always advocate for people to make change in their own time in what is sustainable for them long term um, like even for me for example at home I'm very very strict vegan but at work if there's a cookie I'm gonna need a cookie because it tastes really good yeah <laughs> I mean it's not necessarily about being perfect but just aware where you sit okay with it that it is what you can do financially, morally and in a healthy way too. Like obviously if you have some physical health concerns and you can probably comment more on this, like maybe plant-based won't be the best for you. But because if you don't have – if you are struggling to meet nutrition for like your iron or whatever or B12 for example and you are needing to take a lot of supplements, then it it can be more efficient eating it from animals possibly – but for me, I found it's really worked for me to be able to sustain my lifestyle and uh, physically sustain my lifestyle and to morally and, and mentally be able to, like, okay, I'm content with what I'm choosing to do and how I'm choosing to try and control it to the best that I can as well. So I kind of went off tangent nah, a little No, good. Nah, but that's where it's kind of come from. Yeah, plant-based kind of stemmed from Uh, trying to reduce my impact on the environment but now it really has from watching more documentaries and doing more research into it 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 definitely came from environmentally first and foremost and now it is really like yeah animal welfare is quite it's not good if you if you started to do some research into it there's lots of documentaries now which are free to watch which yeah it it really does challenge your thoughts which can be something to which didn't sit okay with me. Some people it's okay with them, it's fine. That's them, that's where their morals or their boundaries or their whatever word you want to use for it mm. is that for them at that stage of their life. But for me, it wasn't okay with me. So I was like, yeah, cool, I'll change it. And I did, and I love it. <laughs>
0: yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, that's really cool <laughs> to hear someone, you know, and I really appreciate you sharing like what you've, you've gone through in terms of, mm. you know, going to the gym and you know eating tuna and rice every three me- four or five meals at times a day and then you know moving to vegetarianism and now vegan so that's really awesome and I'm I'm more on your path as well as I was uh, I'm vegetarian now for like th- three months straight yep. like I've gone like last year I tried like probably like the last two years I've tried very hard to be vegetarian but you know family dinners yeah, or Christmas and all that it's shit so and it's like well you know yep. this. If I'm, not, like, if I'm not putting the foot down I'm going to continue eating meat so I was like you know what Next year, yeah. I'm just gonna. Um, I wasn't around at my partner's yeah. house because uh, she was away overseas, and I was like, "Well, I'm not in the environment yeah. to eat meat." And my other family members were away over, on holidays as well. So I was by myself. And I was yeah. like, "Well, I'm just gonna do what I want to do," and that was just yeah, yeah full vegetarian. So, um, yeah. and I've been able to sustain awesome. that since since this year, which I'm really happy with. But it is something that you have to yeah. look at for yourself, you know. And I'm really glad that you mentioned yeah. that. It's, um, you know, it works. This works for me. I'm doing this f- for what is value um what what is yeah. I guess what do you call it? Um uh not valuable for you, but what is like viable for you. Like if you've got six yeah, kids yeah. to feed, like and they're and they're all in the ages of two between two and ten and you have a vegan lifestyle, yeah. that's probably not the smartest decision to make. Um I And mean, I, if you
1: can manage it that's yeah. Epic. yeah. But if not if there's uh, if there's allergies, if there's all these other aspects, then it, it's really difficult to
0: do. Yeah, definitely, yeah, it, as well it, as going, it, out, going out and it's stuff It's difficult well. to do in a
1: healthy manner.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you can eat two-minute yeah. noodles. <laughs> you can eat two-minute noodles and, like... <laughs> you can eat and yeah. pork meats all the
1: time, but this is delicious.
0: Yeah, but, it's probably <laughs> not, not the most sustainable <laughs> and price-savvy um, way to do it. Yeah, and that's even... Oh. Um, especially, like you said, with performance and things like that as well. Um mm. but if like for example you had a soy allergy or if you if you had like a high oh. if you had a like if you were uh irritable irritable bowel syndrome, you couldn't eat a high mm. amount of certain type of carbohydrate, there'd be oh, reasons for sure. you there'd be reasons for you not to go vegan, for you to survive as a mm. human. So things like that um do come yeah. into play. Um yeah, I, I personally yeah. like to
1: survive as a human, like for for me it's not a necessity to have to consume animal products. Mm. So I don't if it was for example, when I I do travel, I'm much more lenient. Like, I would have happily eaten egg because I kind of find this smell gross now. I used to eat a lot of eggs, so I find that quite weird for me. But um, now I'm kind of like, oh, brutal. But if it was like, uh, I went to Thailand about a year ago, had a pad thai, had an egg to it, I was like, ah, I'm going to eat it because I was going to get thrown out. And even then, I, I draw the line at, at fish. So, for example, I went to Galapagos Islands, it was basically impossible to not eat fish so i, I did because i was hungry had to eat yeah but it, it kind of sat okay with me because it's an island lifestyle it's an island they don't have that it's a, it's a luxury for me in a first world country to be living in the gold coast and bulk food shops and volcanic markets for me to be able to live this lifestyle yeah it's definitely a privilege it over there it's not an option so it wasn't it a was necessity so i did
0: yeah and that's very yeah. that's being very you know mindful with your own eating patterns and being self aware <laughs> and understanding that you're in a different environment and say okay I can't actually mm-hmm. do my very privileged things that I enjoy because I'm in someone yeah. else's space. Um mm-hmm. remind me to ask you about the islands at the end because that's like that looks amazing. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's not something that <laughs> everywhere. it's not somewhere that everyone goes so um No. In terms of your training so you you were doing uh Option number two now. So you were doing uh yes. previously doing bro split type stuff, and now you have moved to more of a powerlifting style. And so for for someone who yeah. um is sixty seven kilos, Callan's bench is one fifteen, uh squat one sixty or one fifty, I think he said, and yeah. then also deadlifts one eighty. And so you know he's deadlifting yeah. uh triple pro, around triple his body weight, benching Close. uh mm. just under double, you know. So and that's plant based as well. So I'm not promoting any right. um in terms of uh, the whole Game Changers thing. I've only watched about half of it as a dietitian, I don't, I don't really care what they have to say, but this is a prime example of um, someone yeah. who is on this, say, plant-based journey in lifestyle and still being able to continue with his performance. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to talk about that? Yeah, um, Yeah, I touched on that
1: first with the Game Changers. I haven't actually watched it. I've had a lot of people talk to me about it. And I'm like, uh. I don't have a TV, I don't know if you can see in the back, but there is no TV.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: only using a work laptop, so I don't have Netflix or anything like that. I try not to, yeah, it's not yeah, sort a of space for me. But um, in terms of, yeah, training, I've never really done any competitions, never really had any personal training or any um, specific training for powerlifting in general. It's just something that I've really quite found enjoyable and, and quite fun and I really <laughs> like it and um yeah we, we were talking before we were recording I'm not a massive guy I'm like 165 177 I'm not too sure how tall I am but I'm not tall I'm not really big well, yeah. I guess um, but no for, for my size I'm quite strong as well um and there was something I was really concerned about was losing strength transitioning to a more environmentally friendly diet than the one I was eating um and so I did a lot of research and a lot of the things I did find was that you know if you take it to like a really simplistic approach that yes everyone knows eating fruits and vegetables are good for you you can't eat too many of them so like okay that's kind of a fair point And I kind of like looked into a bit more of like protein 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 is like always eating my like Eating my kangaroo, eating my sweet potato, eating my beans and broccoli would be really quite strict on a clean mm. eating for that type of diet. Would And so I was like, okay, how can I do this by taking the really easy protein aspect out of it? And that is something that is still, I'm, I'm still mindful, obviously, about protein intake, but it's not a priority, really, because mm. um, I guess... Plants, well they do have protein, and even that's like if you look at like vitamins and minerals and stuff. They're so nutritionally dense in that aspect, like mushrooms or um, legumes, lentils, chickpeas. They're all some really nutritionally dense food, and really quite. They can be quite tasty too, depending how you cook it. Like I mentioned, meat's quite tasty, but if you're having kind of meat on its own without any sauce, without any seasoning, like I feel like for me, it doesn't really have much of a, a taste. Yep. Um, it's more of the things that you cook it with, the seasoning, deep frying, um, having it with barbecue sauce or whatever. It's there's other things that give the the flavour, like yes, there's like a charred brew flavour and things like that, or a roasting flavour. But uh, again, it's something that can be quite easily had by not eating meat in itself. Mm. So it was something I was really quite mindful of because Jim's been a big part of my life for. Well, physical activity has always been a big part of my life. Gym has been for maybe since the end of grade 12. started to get into a commercial gym type of environment. And I was, yeah, really quite happy with my progress. And I was like, okay, how am I going to tra- transition to this lifestyle? First couple of weeks was pretty rough. I felt really hungry. I was trying to learn how to cook again. Um, but now it's just second nature. It's quite easy. Mm. But... At the time, it was really hard, that first transition. Um, I didn't find any necessarily changes into my performance in the gym. I felt a bit more fatigued because I just didn't know how to eat again on how to recook, how to eat. Um, So it was a bit of a journey. But now, a year and a half or two years into that journey, it's... Awesome! I found my recovery times uh, really significantly less as well. Um, performance in the gym—people always really surprised when I tell them I am vegan because they're like, "Ah, oh, that's kind of weird." But <laughs> it's Something quite, quite—especially being a male and being vegan too. It's mm. quite—I guess it's quite a stigma to it, I guess. But um, yeah, going back onto it, being plant-based and going to the gym. I found it coincided really quite easy. It was a really smooth transition once I got the hang of it. And it was really, it was really enjoyable to know I was getting stronger. I was sleeping better. I was feeling physically, like mentally feeling better too. It's like, okay, I'm doing this and not hurting as many things. Yeah. So it was kind of a really quite a wholesome uh, approach to a big part of my life, which I was happy that I could still maintain that and still be able to progress in a way, from exercise perspective anyway, there was still an increase in performance too, which was, yeah, something I'm, it's really been quite fun yeah. and quite rewarding to, to do, for sure. When did you start doing powerlifting? <clears throat> um, that's a good question. Probably would have been when, let's think, when I, went, when I started up at Snap, that's what I was like, How do I do a deadlift? How do I do a, a bench press? Um, so probably then, I guess, I wonder if, you at know, 2013, probably started the gym around then. I've been going to snap for maybe, maybe about four, four-ish years now, four and a half years. Yeah. Been, yeah, going into powerlifting sort of type of training. Not specific. I'll still do, like, yoga and things like that too. But, um, yeah, for those, the, the three main or four main ones, I guess, are like, bench. Um, deadlift, squat, and overhead press. Been really focusing in on those for yeah, probably about a three or f- a good
0: four years now. Yeah, wow. that's awesome. And that's <laughs> that's such a different um, in terms of volume. Are you uh like doing a push pull mm. legs or are you doing a squat bench dead twice or? <clears throat>
1: um, yeah. So I'll try and gym. F- I usually try five times a week, and be yeah one deadlift, one squat one bench um so yeah we'll do a back a chest a shoulders and a legs basically yeah um so at the start of the week i'll be like oh if something's sore i'll train that later on in the week or if it's just i've had because i have have two consecutive days i'm not okay i go to the gym, what am I going to train, just depends how busy it is. It's not a really strict routine of, okay, every Monday it's going to be chest or every yeah. Wednesday it's going to be deadlifts. It, it really just depends on how my body's feeling and what the environment in the gym would allow me to do for what I'm wanting to train as well. So it's quite a, a fluid um, training schedule. It's not, it's not really strict. It's not really, okay, I have to go to the gym for this amount of time. It's really trying to listen to my body. If I'm sore, it's going to be not as necessarily a heavier session. Still, it's all right. Um, It's not necessarily going to be a really heavy session. It'll be, I'll go more reps or something, but I will try and do lead up into a one rep max week and then do 80% or 75% with multiple reps and then do a week or two weeks of quite higher volume and quite a lower weight. So it's not, a really strict routine it's quite fluid but it's something that for what i've been able to do it has worked yeah if i was training more strict or if i was training more 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 specific training with coaching and things like that i'm sure yes definitely it would be if i was using a weight belt or if I was using straps that it would definitely make my lips more but that's something i've never trained i've never trained with a weight belt i've never trained with straps i've just never used them yeah as well, like not that I feel like it's cheating, or not that it's it's anything like that. It's just something I've never learnt to use, so I've never uh, adapted that into my training either. Mm. So it's yeah,
0: yeah, and you know, and like you said, you know, being fluid is really good. Either uh, there's a mm. few academics that I speak, I talked about <coughs> you and they used to power lift and he said, you know what, having more mm-hmm. of it, they've, they've shown that more of a – like you said, a fluid. Um, Training cycle in terms of like focusing on speed one week and then focusing on hypertrophy the next and then uh, power one week over the month you you it's one more stimulating for your brain because you're doing different stuff but also your the your training variety is providing different types of stimulus to the muscle and then Mm -hmm. from there you're gonna probably get similar gains or more compared to doing like a very strict. Um, trying to hit PBs every week, sure. type thing, because then your fatigue yeah. hits in central nervous system. So much, then
1: you miss. Yeah, it, yeah. it does. Right, the central nervous system just overloads yeah. and you
0: just uh, wrecked, and you can't train as much. Yeah. So it's yeah. So there's a, I'm going to do a shameless plug here, but um, Matthew Born he does it. He did it, <laughs> but he he uh, he's on one of the podcast episodes earlier. In you can look at that on Spotify or uh, <coughs> on iTunes, and he he looks at hamstring injury, but he was a powerlifter, and he said that you know. Think that that type of training is becoming more um, interesting rather than just sitting there eating a pizza between reps or sets, you know. Because these pallets are big guys, yeah. and they're lots Huge. of rest because they're lifting lots of weight, yeah. you know, things like that. So it's interesting. Um, mm. Now the plants. I'm I always kill plants. I don't have many. When I move to yes. Melbourne, I'm moving to Melbourne this year. So when I eventually move down there, I want to get like oh. a, a good a good couple of plants, a compost, all yeah. those type of things. So I'm most likely yes. going to be in an apartment. Um yes. so tell us about your plants. You've got a few.
1: Yes, I've got um probably I can't the other day, I think it's fifty indoor plants now.
0: Holy shit. And
1: I live in a quite a, I live in basically a one bedroom granny flat. It's a little self-contained unit, but I've got a lot of plants. I used to have a veggie garden as well, but that's really difficult to maintain, require a lot of energy and a surprising <laughs> amount of water too. It really puts a different perspective of how much goes into um food as well which again touched on the three ways and stuff so yeah but indoor plants um it's something that i've found to be really quite therapeutic and really quite relaxing to to tend to them they all have different needs kind of like people as well that yeah. um some people really low maintenance like some plants have like the pack that's really chilled doesn't like impossible to kill but some plants are a really delicate and need a lot of attention. And it's something um, learning more about is yet yeah, it, it's really interesting too, because if you killed an indoor plant, which most people, everyone has, has had one, it's probably not your fault. Like plants aren't meant to be inside really. Mm. Plants are meant to be outside to their climate that they've had millions of years to adjust to and their energies and their their connections, they they are designed to live outside and I'm designed to live inside. So it's if you've killed it a new plant, it's really not your fault. It's the plant it's the environment's fault. It's not you. <laughs> yeah. So it is something that does require a lot of trial and error and something that will be really climate specific and really plant specific to um, which plant or which area and there's a lot of trial and error. And it's something that you'll will get complete information out of everywhere. So if you found a plant that's happy in that spot, Leave it in that spot, and it's probably very happy there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But it's yeah, it's quite um, it's quite a satisfying. I, I find it quite grounding for my self care, and even just it's quite relaxing to come home and seeing all this, all this life, all this greenery, all this nature in inside my own little safe space. Really, <laughs> so it's something I'm quite yeah, I, I really quite like to have is is my indoor plants and. It's a, it keeps you in a routine of having to, not as much as a chore. If I get more, it'll probably be a chore. But at the moment, it is really quite, quite satisfying and really quite, quite nice to well, have, yeah. to be honest.
0: Well, if you were to go away, like you said this Saturday, yeah. you were planning on going away. That's like, you have to employ someone <laughs> yeah. to, to water. Like, okay, know, this, was, this plant needs 30 mils. Yeah. That one needs three cups. This one, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was something I was really quite stressed about was going on a holiday and having to try and loan out my plants, I was just kind of paying that exception that they're probably going to die, but or I was just going to sell them, to, or let other people take care of them. And if they died, they died. If not, even better.
0: <laughs> yeah. But
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Free plants on the side of the road at Miami <laughs> tomorrow. Basically. Tomorrow nine a.m. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh the waste problem <laughs> is obviously waste. massive, and it gives me the fucking Change. shits. It's obviously I've pursued a career in that at the moment, um, but yeah, that's not necessarily this type of waste. So the plastic waste, waste on the roads, waste in bins, yeah. more of the um, household waste, everything. You know, it's a fucking mm. it's bullshit. It gives me the shits. <clears throat> you know, you you go through it's, you go through school, yeah. particularly at Marymount don't litter, you get in trouble, Mm. don't litter, there's a bin right there, like, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. we're on the ovals every day at school, people litter, it's like, I don't understand Mm, that like, the brain pathway for you to drop that on the ground, like, that Mm. doesn't make any sense to me, like, and so, I would imagine your frustration as well when you see the same thing, but then there's even the problem of like, I, and it's probably, it's not, I wouldn't say as selfish as saying that, but like, if I was to pick up you know more than 3 pieces of rubbish every day i could be out there mm. until i died because there is that much to pick up yeah. like i wouldn't yeah, get i wouldn't sure. get to my dinner i wouldn't get to go to sleep i wouldn't be able to read no. my book mm-hmm. or have a shower because i'm out there picking up every dickhead's rubbish mm. so yeah. i do try to pick up my 3 for the sea but if i see you know 4 or 5 that's yes. fine but i can't be out there picking up 50 bits of rubbish um i'd yeah. lo- i'd love to get like a, a claw and like and locate yep. like like an hour Especially on a, at the yeah. Like locate like yeah. an hour on a sad day and just pick stuff up. Mm. Um, that's yeah. something I'd like to do. But what's your your opinion on the waste that we have? Even you know, like the Gold Coast is a beautiful place, and we have council members, and we and we have yeah you know, the beaches and public parks and stuff, yeah. and people are just idiots. Hmm. Yeah, no, pe- people are idiots. People, um, I don't know
1: if it's people are like actually. I, I feel like it's more around awareness as well. Um, people are really really disassociated from oh it's plastic, I'll throw it in the bin and it's gone. It either ends up in the waterways or it ends up in landfill. Either those situations are really bad. yeah um, and again if you're looking oh, I'll talk exclusively about ocean plastic for example if you have a like um, most people probably do know about how bad plastic is in the ocean something that is probably not quite as well-known for people who haven't researched into it as much because it's not as commonly talked about, is around the waste that industrial fishing has had in, in general, from, from ghost nets to ocean dead spots to um, agriculture runoff as well. Um, it is really quite an enormous problem as well Is industrial waste and how we're living a lifestyle waste too. And then, if you do scale scale it right back to that, to that micro of uh, us in in our home, or at the beach, take to see a look see the sea—a beautiful movement, a great organisation—is um, yeah, people can you know people can do as much as they can do in in the environment that they can do. If your systems, for example, um, like in overseas countries where they don't have waste facilities, whether it's for you know, like sewage waste or for waste of products, then they don't have an option. They don't have that. Yeah. Uh, they don't have that possibility. So they do just throw the ocean. They do just throw it into the river. They do just throw it into the environment, which always ends up into the river as mm.
0: well,
1: which ends up into the ocean. So if, there are a lot of ways that that plastic does end up in the ocean, and it's great that there is people who are trying to make that mindful effort to reduce their waste to to pick up ways that they see in nature which is awesome but again it's um, it's something that we talk about in I know this is kind of going really Mm. off topic but in in my work around trauma we talk about um, root causes a root cause is a trauma which usually does lead to addiction or usually does lead to a mental health concern of some area in some sorts. The root cause of an addiction is trauma if you're just addressing someone's addiction you're addressing the root cause they might be okay from the addiction for that time being but their root cause is still there so it's still going to have that problem eventually that's the way i kind of view it in um a more uh, in more of a plastic way that that root cause of it for example for ocean waste most of that root cause is from the fishing industry or from animal agriculture runoff as well. So I've got, okay, for me, I'll go to that root cause. I will do that. That is the biggest impact I can make for me, myself, is by not uh, participating, by not supporting, by not uh, engaging in those types of organisations, products, or areas that do contribute to that on a massive, massive scale. Whereas, again, bring it right back into what you yourself can control. It is, yeah, going to the markets, bringing your usual bag, bringing a straw. There's those small things, but then there's the big things too. It just depends on how uh where people are willing to draw that boundary for themselves of this is what I want to do. it's It can be easy to do some really small things, which do definitely make a positive impact, and it does cause the bigger companies to change too, about people who are being really mindful about recycling. Um, having recyclable packaging for example or um, having more of a, a circular economy so it is um, refilling a produce like old um, food shops or, or or shops like Lush and things like that where they do really emphasise on please bring back this container we will reuse it so there is a, a lot of aspects to it but yeah for me I went to that root cause like, okay this is how I'm going to dress it and then how can I dress it for me myself too so that's where it has kind of come from. Yeah, really trying to reduce my plastic and, and to really try to raise, uh, have that conversation about people, or two people rather, about how you know have there are these things that, that are happening where the and even um, for for veganism, I found it's something that people are always in agreement of. Is yes, there is too much environmental destruction whether that's for plastic or whether that's for um, clearing of land of the Amazon or for palm oil and things like that. So people do have, there's definitely a commonality for everyone that someone does feel like, yes, I agree. It find that commonality and trying to work with that too. So it can be quite an overwhelming thing for people who are, looking into the environment and it really does create that existential crisis to yourself because you look at someone who throws out a cigarette but especially recently with all the fires, you're like, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it kind of is, yeah, there's only so much you, you can control and it's trying to find where, uh, of what you're okay with too. Because so if it's not okay with you, then that's not okay. But if it's okay with you, mm. who am I to say that No. Being a vegetarian is wrong, you're still supporting murder of chickens of rape and blah 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 blah. That's yeah. not that wouldn't be I found that really argumentative or really um
0: Yeah if you down. If you want someone to change, attacking them is not the <coughs> right way to do it. Like No. And like not you not said all all. before, it, like it doesn't work.
1: It just gets people angry and they're yeah. a couple of band like, No, fuck you, you're challenging me away yeah and they will just, about, they will never take awareness. their own yeah, yeah. they will never
0: take their own action they'll just react to you and say well he's doing this to piss yeah. me off so I'm gonna I'm gonna piss him off by eating all the meat in the world you know like yeah it's really yeah. um I like what you said about you have to um, rather than like like helping people like telling them and it's really hard because I'm trying to work in like obviously food waste in general is a whole entire behaviour wow. change for a hospital institution to to change something that is like they've been doing for hundreds of years or you know since the organisation's been open and me some dude with a, a, a beard and white glasses is coming in saying you know no you, <laughs> you you're doing this wrong like that's probably not the yeah. best way for me to go about it but if I present them the information hopefully I've done the best I can to eventually mm. plant plant a seed so then in X amount of years they go yeah. oh you know what. That kid was right, and let's do this. Mm. Um, but mm-hmm. it's very—it pisses me off in general because I come from an authoritarian view. Like, I don't want to not be able to go outside, like at the moment, because it's the law. But <laughs> but you shouldn't. But you shouldn't litter. Like you shouldn't. You should not put <laughs> no, your just, rubbish on the don't ground. Be a dick. Yeah, and yeah. that and it, it is necessarily <laughs> the law, but yeah. Um, Well, not that I'm I'm not a lawyer, but I would imagine it's the law to not litter. Or is it just, like, a good commandment? I I guess so. That's
1: a really good question. Is it actually illegal to... I know it's illegal to, like, illegally dump...
0: Yeah, for, like, some countries. In terms
1: of, like, if I was eating my Maccas and threw out the cup, like, is that actually illegal?
0: Yeah. And then it's
1: kind of like jaywalking, like, yeah, everyone knows it's illegal, but you're never, ever, ever going to get in trouble for it. Yeah, whereas some countries
0: and some organisations or some governments enforce that and that's where they have successful clean societies in terms of waste because they are saying if you do this it is a mandatory fine or you get in trouble and then there's and then there's Mm -hmm. a whole futuristic part of it in terms of what happens in China where if you cross the street apparently I heard this on a podcast and it was it was it was authorized by the ABC so it should be true Where you walk (laughs) you walk you walk yeah if you jaywalk um you get a text on your phone saying, "We just saw you jaywalking. Here's your fine." And it's like because people they have face of recognition, they have laws, yeah. they have, and that's why those countries and people from those countries don't fuck up because yeah. it's it's if they fuck up, they get their head taken off, you know. So um, yeah. if we, uh, it's interesting to see if you know if we implied those laws or created those um, rules, would people abide? Mm. Um, yeah. And we can see it now that people still don't abide. You know, I've seen you on the Esplanade uh, maybe maybe a month ago, and you would know now yeah. that like the, these laws of one point five meters or two meters or these—they're not yeah. necessarily enforced as hard as they should be. Because there's people no. on the beach like fucking ants at a at a fucking chip party, you know, oh, like they are just everywhere, literally.
1: like the seals and fucking Nemo. Yeah, like and
0: it's like don't don't get me wrong, I'm biased. I've been on the beach recently. I've been for a swim. I've been for yeah. a run, but I stay but away from people. I feel Like
1: that's a really different thing. Yeah, you're being really mindful. It's your beach. You've walked there. It's yeah. your what is legally allowed to do. Your exercise. Your yeah. I'm your not schedule. You go in. You have a run, you Do your swim. You get out. You go home.
0: Literally, but, yeah. Uh,
1: I live quite close to the beach. I walk my dog to the beach, I walk there on the Saturday, it was like mid morning, I was like hoping it was gonna be really quiet. Walk there, it was packed, I was like, You guys are fucking dumb all the like,
0: time. Yeah, <laughs> was, like people walk right past was, you. My mum goes for a walk every morning at four thirty and people have nudged her on the path and it's like uh, Are you a fucking idiot? Like, I don't understand and that's like a whole nother thing uh, that we can even get into uh, now and it's like <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, let's delve into like I guess a few I've written here a few bigger you know bigger problems <laughs> yeah. you know like planet Earth is pissed at us and this is the, the, oh, that's exactly what I've written down like pissed. let's just name a few pissed. things here so you know obviously twenty twenty everyone wants to reset and go back to twenty twenty one because this what this, this year's been fucked oh, um I've had madness. a pretty good year but the whole the planet Earth has not so and this is a non-exhaust non. this is a non-exhaustive list like I've just picked these out of. You know, ten minutes before coming on this yeah. evening. So, coronavirus, it's fucked. Climate <laughs> change, fucked. Yep. Poverty, fucked. Economy, it's fucked. <clears> selfish, throat> selfish throat> society that we live in is fucked. Um, mm-hmm. And so, we're going to go through these now. I guess, we're, I guess we're on the topic of coronavirus. Mm. It is. Yeah. I'm not really all over it. Obviously, the media is. Obviously, every person in their fucking dog is. About it and knows, knows exactly what's happening yeah. and stuff because it is a planetary problem that is affecting everyone mm. in, in their individual yeah. lives. For example, I was mm-hmm. supposed to move to Melbourne for work and I can't move, so yeah, like that. That's been delayed, and, that, and I never think it would get to that level, but it has, you know. Um yeah. And because we're at the, sure. we're at the bum of the Earth in Australia, at the bottom here, it's taken the longest time yeah. to get to get to us, but eventually it will affect mm-hmm. us even further. Um, and yeah. so it's really interesting. To learn about it and to know about it, I I'm not too, I'm not all over the biology and things, obviously, but like in terms of the problem itself, um, what do you have, what, what yeah, have, what have you, what have you, what have you experienced with this whole this time in general?
1: Yeah, and you're right. There's 2020 has been absolutely cooked from the bushfires to viruses to we had floods Antarctica as well, being over to floods as well. Complete the about the floods. Mm-hmm um yeah antarctica recording multiple days over 20 degrees celsius to um even just yesterday it's been confirmed that the reef has undergone its third mass bleaching in five years and this has been the most significant one where each like section of there's three sections of the reef from my understanding and each section has had it has had reported bleaching and it's the first time it's happened and yes. it's the third mass bleaching in five years too that's another thing and then even then from uh, the virus it is yeah, really interesting. You mentioned the economy too. It's really interesting how much of the pandemic is impacting the global economy and how I've kind of taken a step back, looked, because it's people are now only buying necessities and what they need to live. It's not people are being really extravagant and going on holidays, which aren't a necessity, which are really great to have, but not a necessity. It's not a necessity to go down to the shops and to buy all this, these goods these consumer products. And now without people having to buy or without people not being able to buy these luxury items, mm. the whole economy is crashing. So I feel like it's kind of been based on the economy based on greed, really. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, it's really sad, of course, that people have lost their jobs and it is really impacting everyone on a global scale. But, again, there's that kind of like it's really interesting how it has manifested in this way too. And hopefully, trying to reframe that on the other side of this madness, that people will reflect during this time and be able to think, what is important.
0: Yeah, what, yeah. What, I really what, hope it's a massive exponential, yeah. like all the shit that we've, <laughs> we've gone through this year as a as a planet. I think if we could turn that upside down and double it in terms of a learning curve. That would yeah. be so good to to be able to see what people have learned this time. Like you said, you know, mm-hmm. I don't actually need that brand new shirt because I can't get it right now. And then you forget about it yeah. and you've got, oh, that's it, 50 other shirts in your fucking cupboard. Or, you know, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like things, little things like that, like yeah. living more minimally or, you know, realizing that the sun does come up every day. You can watch that each morning or, you know, go for a swim in the ocean yeah. when, you, when you can or mm-hmm. buy your groceries locally at a certain time, like, these simple things that you know walk down the street with your friends contact your family overseas like it's a really yeah. important time to reflect you know and also and it's obviously it is it is very shit that people have lost their jobs okay that's i completely completely agree with that yeah, oh, 100%. and you know and yeah. it's very sad you know i'm in a different position i get paid by the government to re- to research and so uh, yeah. as a scholarship so that's my job i'm quite lucky to have that right now but mm. and i'm looking at a, a trying to solve world a worldwide problem and it might be a really good time to reflect yeah. on your career. Are you an essential service? Are you something that is good for others? That is helping the world. And obviously, yeah. I understand not everyone's got the most amazing careers. But you know, no. um, you know, like no. freak... Just i and this is not attacking anyone. Please let me get that no. out there for for yeah, listening. For like <laughs> you know, like hospitality or hairdressers or like you aren't like. You're not providing. Yes. You're not doing your part for the planet. Like you're not doing good for others. Yes, you're cutting their hair, yeah. but but are you listening to them about their problems, like Callan does, or trying to help them survive a suicide attempt, or are you trying to solve a worldwide mm. problem like food waste, or are you a? Um, are, do you work for Oz Harvest? Do you pick up food waste? I, I, like I'm a bit biased in that yeah. on that side of things, but like, or are you a counsellor who no, tries course, to make it, the it town really does better? Provide
1: and that that and. Uh, even then there's been that post that's been going on quite recently on social media about if you're not using this time productively, it wasn't – you didn't like time, you like discipline and, like
0: – Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I yeah, – to some extent, I do agree. But then on the other side of things, like, this is really impacting everyone's day-to-day lives. Yeah. From not being able to go to the shops to people who are elderly people that are – that, statistically speaking, if they do get this, they will die. Mm they can't go out and live their life, they can't go out. And so it's not necessarily, you no. Know, you are being lazy. It's no. We're, we're all, we definitely are all struggling with this. Um, if you by some chance had that time to be able to reflect, you do that, re- reflect and, and see what, you know, what, what impact you're having either to, to the earth, to other people, to you. Like, are you happy in your job? Are you happy in your life? Are you happy with your routine? with your your relationships with your intimacy are you happy with your interpersonal skills is there something that you really can reflect on and if you can that's great hopefully you can really reflect on that but again if not like I feel like that's okay too. if you have just you're going through grief you're going through it, it's quite traumatic what's happening in the grand scheme of things like there's whole countries like America are going to get absolutely fucked from this population. Like people-wise, they're going, a lot of people are going to die. A lot of people have died already. Other countries like Iran, um, Italy, they're really, really, really being impacted on a a human cost level, which is devastating. So it's okay if you're not, oh, I'm going to learn another language or I'm going to um, learn something. Like it's okay to not need to... There's a lot of societal pressure at the moment from a lot of posts I've seen on social media. Like, you should be using this own in the time productively. Yeah, yeah. That, but
0: it's very okay organic. to not be okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. But super And, okay it, to and it is okay to be okay as well, you know? Yeah.
1: So there's <laughs> yeah, like the whole. That's the, right, the like whole you mentioned before, like, you feel quite, quite lucky and quite blessed. Like, same, I feel yeah. incredibly lucky and incredibly blessed to be here geographically in Australia on the Gold Coast. We're a two minute walk from the beach to be able to work from home in a job that I love and a job in an area that I'm really passionate about, which, you know, I I do feel it's quite a humbling and quite a, a rewarding space for me at the moment, which I am reflecting on. And I am being like, okay, I am happy. I know that I have some really great relationships with some really great people. And, there's people that I really do genuinely love too and I really want to be able to let them know in these times that are really quite difficult. that yes, I I do care for you. I, I really do like you. I appreciate what we have. I, mm. I think you're doing a great job of being you. And I feel quite lucky to be in that space to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah, There's two polar extremes and there's yeah. also all the people in the middle as well who don't know what's going on and they're just like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, that's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, as it comes to, you know, Obviously we're in like you said a very very privileged privileged part of the world. Um For sure. imagine imagine if you were homeless, you know. You wouldn't you wouldn't be worried oh, about you wouldn't so you, you you wouldn't be worried oh, about yeah. the things that you know me and Callan are worried about, you know. Like if my plants gonna yeah. be watered? Am, am I gonna get a gym session in? Like you just wouldn't have those priorities and that's something oh, your, a, it is a good time really, to yeah. align your priorities if that's and something someone I listened to, um, Chris William William, he he says, um, he's just a local guy, but he's like, you know what, if you if you're watching this right now, you probably didn't have to walk ten k's for water, you know, so feel very privileged about yeah. that. And it's like, yeah, sweet, you yeah. know what, like, it's a lot, yeah, yeah. Um, climate change is another. It's number two on the list. That's um, yeah, climate change. If you don't believe in climate change, you're a fool. Um, you need to watch a few docos, yeah. read a few yeah. books, go outside yes. when, in summer. Please um, do your own yeah. research and yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Um, try change the world. Okay, so um, reduce your impact, do whatever you can. Um, Yeah, and we've obviously (laughs) seen that and it's definitely been in the media a lot more this year, especially in terms of Australia. But like my stepsister and I had both my family, mum and dad separately over there in the States in January this year and the fires were fucking everywhere like yeah. you, there was no there was no trump there was no nothing on the news it was all <clears> fires like and that's not even that, mm-hmm. that's not even local to them. they're on the other side of the fucking world so um mm. if people can realize that that the extent of this problem is ridiculous and if you haven't yeah. also another sl- sl- shameless plug i recorded an episode with brody Varel, and he's a climate scientist go listen to that so yeah it's just um what is your take on it all
1: yeah, um, I've touch on a couple of different parts, it's, especially at the moment. It, it really is showing from COVID how connected we all are and how much we we do touch, how much we do have an impact on other people's lives. That's the exact same for the climate. It is all connected. And if you can kind of look at on the flip side of COVID, the air quality is increasing. There's less pollution from... From aviation, from transport, so that's, you know people are seeing that there isn't a positive impact in terms of carbon emissions from this. that's probably terrible in terms of plastic and single plastic, but again, that's a necessity at the moment, so that's okay. Yeah. But no, climate change is a really big issue, and it's something that is really going to impact our lives, and uh, especially if we choose to have children, that's really going to impact their lives as well. Probably for our parents. They might start to see the effects of it, but they probably won't see it to the full extent. Um, a lot of the indicators really indicate like by 2040 there's going to be more plastic than fish. By 2050 there is going to be probably not many fish left in the ocean at all. Um, by 2040 it looks like we're going to run out of oil. By you know, we're, we're using too much. It's not necessarily that there's a population problem it's there's a consumption problem yeah and if you then look at it i know you touched a little bit earlier around diet and climate going not trying to vegan bash people at all but really scientifically speaking going vegan is the biggest thing you can do as an individual to reduce your environmental impact on the planet
0: yeah
1: um in terms of like if you're looking like water consumption or greenhouse gases vegetarian it's not much different even having a significant even having small portions of meat or not eating red meat will do massive for it as well which are really great steps and I've a couple graphs like there's not really that much difference between um, vegetarian and vegan for how much it's going to impact the environment and even the same from only eating fish for example but anyway that, I think that goes into a whole ethical thing too for, yeah that's a slightly different conversation but um yeah we are impacting the climate each one of us impacting the climate in many different ways it just depends on how you know it it really is going to have to be a conscious effort for everyone moving forward to impact that because it's quite apparent a lot of governments aren't and obviously the easiest way to do it is would be with government change but that's realistically that's not going to happen it's probably going to have to come from individual changes yeah the ground and up and people have yeah the ground up apart uh, it, it's really gonna to have to be bottom up not a top down yeah if it was top down it would be like no boom we're not selling like we're not you're not allowed to eat meat you're not allowed to do factory farming. you're not allowed to use pesticides you're not allowed to transport you have to walk you have to ride a bike you have to use solar panels for electricity yeah like and that would just flip life upside down and, Probably wouldn't work. Or yeah, even. it would
0: collapse, but it would be so good it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd be
1: great for the environment.
0: Yeah, like the animals, you know, but... say if all these people know that they can now, you know, after all this is <coughs> over, imagine every single person who had a job had to work from home. Sweet, you know, no need to drive anywhere. Like, bang, get on oh. your gro- like everyone's got a grocery shop within ten minutes of them, most likely on the Gold Coast. Sweet, get on yeah. your push bike or walk. You know, imagine the roads just <laughs> full of people. You know, just hanging out like different, yeah. different societies are like that and that's it's it's true you uh-huh. know, like Amsterdam obviously push bikes Um Incredible. Like my my girlfriend I was going to say my cousin my girlfriend went to Sweden <laughs> and, big difference there and she was in a <laughs> she's so yeah she's sorry. she stayed in a town where there's not you're not allowed cars you just not allow them there's a train yeah. and you walk around and it's all icy and snow all the time and it's like well hang yeah. on that's just like so broad and so amazing you know like
1: yeah
0: And you you think about it in the world. Like, uh, do you actually have to go that far for your job? Like, do you... Like, different things are obviously... You know, you you need a fire engine to put out a fire. You can't fucking do that without a fire engine. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so you have to get in the car and drive there. But... For a PhD mm. researcher, for a mental health worker, you can work from home, you know, dietitians can yeah. work from home, you know, doctors, they're doing Zoom now, how good, working from home, you know, things like Pretty that, cool. so, yeah, like, yeah. Do you, is it a necessity for you, and it's like, well, this is going to create so much space, potentially, to knock down all these buildings and put up trees, um, <laughs> in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Re- reforesting, recreating society, like, like, we don't need to Yeah, if we have ghost cities, developing.
0: or ghost businesses, yeah. or ghost buildings, it's like, well, just get rid of them, they're fucking useless. Or or yeah, plant shit in them, it. or grow vegetables inside them, like create a greenhouse, yes, a, ver- gardens, a vertical yeah, greenhouse. Bang! Sure. Like imagine a ten foot the size of the Q one. Imagine that full of cauliflower. Yep, like imagine
1: all had <laughs> incredible. But <laughs> like even then, like just having every building like uh, I just I feel like is minimising. But if every building did have water tanks, did have solar panels, did have a rooftop garden, did have vertical gardens, like we can. Countries have done it. Local councils have done it. People have done it. It is
0: totally doable. It's not imaginative, is, yeah. That,
1: yeah, it, it really is that top-down change that is going to to have any significant impact and is going to get a top-down change.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's very hard yeah. to see when you... Um, Either go to the the poll. I'm no politician, but if you go to the polling booths or you go to voting and you get the outcome that you do, and you're mm. like, oh, hang on, well that's pretty shit. Within for another X amount of time without any change or yeah. Um, if I was prime minister, <laughs> you can assure that everyone would be staying home and driving no cars and they eating no meat. So, um, <laughs> but I'm not prime minister, so um, no. <laughs> uh pretty cool prime minister yeah yeah pretty, yeah I would be Probably getting when fuck off to Hawaii when australia was on fire <laughs> yeah it's a bit that's a whole nother I, oh. I, I, need to, I need to I need to get grogan on here he's he's a good politician uh, follower um poverty is another huge problem. I put this one in here, I don't really know too much about it, um, but mm. something that I was talking to my girlfriend about, and she has studied bachelor of psychology too, and she mentioned yeah. that it's like I guess you could call it like the out of sight, out of mind approach. Like, obviously, the fires were a yeah. huge problem for our local community, for our local country, right? That's great. We raised like probably billions of dollars for billions. it
1: yeah. from
0: from the public um, because it was affecting us right now and we wanted to help and mm. be nice and do good things, right? But mm-hmm. people have been, you know, starving or homeless or in poverty forever mm-hmm. and nothing has changed. And I'm the same, you know, I've never, like, I, I've, I haven't donated to, say, an African, um, Village, or you know, got gone and volunteered my time to help other people mm-hmm. in other countries. I did it for a weekend or two in Peru, and that was, you know, I've done it. I'm not saying I've done my part, but I've experienced yeah. what it's like to be able to spend time doing that. And it's like it's very hard. and I, I, You might have a the, the the way to talk about it, but you know, mm-hmm. these problems are happening all the time. Why aren't we trying yeah. to fix Why aren't we trying to fix them all the time? Not just mm-hmm. when they're apparent, mm-hmm. like. Prevention or preparation for these problems, like rather than just mm. going about our lives very selfishly and not trying to help others. Um, So, what do you? What's your perspective or the way to? I guess the way to put that Mm. forth from your for your view.
1: Yeah. Um. From yeah. From how I see it, you're right. The bushfires are a, a fantastic example. We really did bind together to help people who were in need because it wasn't impacting us directly. If you take that step back and look at it from the coronavirus or the COVID situation, everyone's running around like a man had storing toilet paper, buying groceries out of stock because that's something that could potentially impact them. It's really quite individual because, you're right, it, it could impact you. The bushfires can't impact you, but we still helped, which is weird because uh, homelessness or uh, a deviant relationship or mental health or... A different country, a different continent, there are those problems, but we're so disassociated from it. It's not our normal. I mean, it can be normal to go down to Burley Heads or go down to Circus Paradise, where we live and see a homeless person, a couple of homeless people, and they you're like, oh, it's sad. Yeah. Just walking past, exactly. um, I've got my thousand dollar phone in my pocket, I'm wearing, I've got my car, which is worth who knows how much money. Mm. I've got you know it's and even me like yes it does happen like I will like obviously I can't do it for everyone because you can't help you really can't help everyone in Mm. any situation but no, if like it it doesn't have to be financial help it can be just like are are you okay like and I know that's a really uncomfortable thing for a lot of people to do I appreciate that it can be quite scary to talk to someone who looks really quite rough because they haven't been able to have a shower they've had mental health, they've had addiction, they've had domestic violence, they've had mm. childhood trauma. So they, you know, they're not, they're really not okay. And it can be quite confronting to talk to someone. It can be quite quite involved with food. I get that, and even then, like you mentioned, around volunteering or donating to these other organisations, there's still that kind of the thought of: is this actually going to help? Is the organisation actually going to give them my donation? So mm. it's really hard to know. If you do choose to help, how much that help is actually going to help? Yeah, in yeah. that situation, and it, it's weird. I totally agree with you, but we are we do disassociate from it in, in this situation too, because we it, it won't ever really it probably won't ever impact us, but how we're going to be in um, in somewhere in Africa, somewhere in the Middle East, somewhere in India, somewhere anywhere else in the world. Even it happens in Australia, of course, obviously, yeah. but yeah. in other places of the world, we were are lucky to have been born here, to have been born of this colour skin, to have been born here, where we are to have this life. But we we won the lottery just in that itself. Yeah, if yeah. If we were born in uh, any in oh, so many African countries, it's remarkable. Or even in yeah countries in South America, Bolivia with the favelas or, you know, there's so many problems and we're just so disassociated from it. That's their life. It's never going to be mine. We're fine. Yeah. cool. Yeah. I'll keep doing me. It's a really,
0: really interesting place for sure. And even then, like, the the dissociation (gasps) thing is a big part of it, like, until it affects you. And for something like a problem that was previously spoken about, like climate change, like, it does not Mm -hmm. directly affect you right now. But your actions that right. you do right now will affect you in the future, and you'll be like, "Oh shit, I've contributed yeah. to that." And then when it hits you, and it's irreversible, and you are it's in, too late. you are, mm. it is too late. You're gonna be like, "Oh shit!" Like <clears throat> I'm that poor, <clears throat> sad person now, uh, being affected by <clears throat> this, and I can't do anything about it. So it's like, mm-hmm. take action now, type of thing. And that's where that comes. Yeah. It's like, that's the, the, that's the probably the hardest part that Abby talks about with the climate change argument is that it's like, well, you can't see it or it's not affecting you now. Like if you could see everyone's yeah. emissions going into the sky, coming out of their car, you'd be like, holy shit. Like, or holy like shit, if you so threw, bad. if you threw your, you know, waste in the bin and then it like p- pulled out some black smoke, you'd be like, oh fuck. Like my house is up yeah. full of black smoke. What's going on? Um, yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean sure, yeah, right? but you can't see yeah, that so definitely. that's the that's the dissociation that you're talking about which is obviously the hardest mm. thing to get around um, and that comes into that selfish society part that I talked about like you can't even smile and talk to yeah. anyone in in public like obviously it's different now people are like shit what, 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 what have you <laughs> what have you got but I like I get pulled up my Abby says that I get pulled up for staring she's like you stare too much I'm like I'm not staring I'm just like I want to make eye contact with someone to smile at them or walk past yeah. someone like, whereas you get the common you know even on the Esplanade, you walk past someone and someone will look at the ground when they walk past you, you feel the only other person there and mm. it's like, What the fuck is wrong with you? Like give me a smile mm. or like say hello. Don't just look at the ground. Like you, you have a voice, you have a brain, like Yeah. Be a human. Don't just like be glued into yes. your your box black mirror in your hand, like
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> or in your
0: AirPods, like fuck. Like connect to someone. Yeah. And it's obviously it's super hard right now with this. Yeah, with the problems that the world's facing. Yeah, as we talked about a
1: bit earlier, hopefully it does get people to like, like, I missed being able to walk down the street and smile at someone or sit yeah. to someone it on is the
0: train. Yeah, it is quite sad <laughs> walking down the, yeah. the street and there's no one there and you're like, fuck. Like, mm-hmm. this, it feels mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. I call it, like, the Thanos has snapped, man. Like, that's it. Half of us are gone and that's it. There's no one around anymore. All the shops are closed. Yeah. Like, everyone's sad. Their yeah. friends and family are gone. Like, that's what it feels like.
1: Fucking dystopian like children of metal book of Eli kind
0: of like end of the world yeah yeah and it could it could easily end up like that we don't know but if you know put put in into context your individual change that you can make on someone else's day Mm. you know like just smile do something for someone else like pick up rubbish you know don't drive to work get a get a car or a train you know um, don't mm. cough in public right now um, <laughs> please, please. Um, and then like there's the economy problem there as well I'm not really this is like I follow like um, Friendly Geordies he's like a political comedian oh, he's
1: fantastic yeah isn't
0: on he? YouTube yeah. he's and so good he's so good and he talks about like and everyone has different opinions I'm not really all over this I'm quite privileged I don't pay rent I live at home I have a job um, yep. like I'm like the minority who doesn't yeah. have to pay for shit and it's like but I'm very self aware about that as well and I'm quite yeah. um I'm quite um happy to admit that and be honest about those things. I've never had to deal with financial yeah. hardship. Um but yeah. in the economy right now, like and I've got savings and stuff, you know, like make sure that if yeah. I can give any anyone advice to anyone right now, save for a rainy day. That's what my dad's told yeah. me. He's like, No one saves for a rainy day. Everyone buys their coffee out and you know, Goes to festivals and does this and drinks on the weekend. And then when it comes to the rainy day, they've got no money and they're kicked out on the yeah. street. So that's what. So make sure you save for a rainy day. Um, but you can to have money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so. <laughs> but I don't understand. Like, obviously, everyone's worried about the economy and this, that, and jobs and money. So do you know much about that side of the problem? I'm not too well aware of it.
1: Yeah, um, not as much. I try and not. <clears throat> You know, I was, I was brought up like that too. My dad's an accountant. Um, you can talk to, you know, save money. It's really hard to get really easy to lose kind of thing. And I feel quite lucky and quite privileged to have you know, how my parents pay for me to go to school. And then I had that opportunity to have university, which, yes, I do have to pay for, but I didn't have to pay for it at that time. It's something I'm paying off at the moment. I mean, other countries and other places they have free university, which is epic, but if you look at like in America, like you can't people really can't afford to go to university. It's yeah. really, really, really a privilege to be able to we come from that position we're quite lucky to have not free education, but free at that time education paid off. later on. It's something I've always been mindful about is is having having money because it can give you freedom to some extent to be able to travel or to be able to to treat yourself to an extent. But then, again, when we touched on a little bit earlier, is around It's that's the only way the economy has been viable is by people being selfish. And it's kind of given me that time to reflect. And even then time in general, like time and money, they're kind of social constructs, really. Mm. Like when like we kind of stepped away from nomadic times and kind of went into I give you this stick and you'll give me this rock and now we've kind of put an artificial number to it whether it's a number on the screen a number on a a piece of paper or a a cryptocurrency it's really like what how how is this all why is this relevant when we can just we, we can share if we have the possibility we can live in a in a community we can share oh you need some toilet paper here you go. Oh, I've got potatoes. I like corn. You've got corn. We'll swap some potatoes for corns. Yeah, cool. Like it. It really has kind of gone into this thing. And you're right. I don't know too much about the the economy as such. I know it's always been something that has been discussed, and now with stimulus packages and things like that, and just giving, a, not giving. But um, having that minimum payment, I think it is a job seeker, or a job finder, yeah. or whatever it is. It's like fifteen hundred or for nine or 1,500 a week, don't quote me, um, yeah. on to people who are eligible for it, which is, you know, it, it's great that they're doing that. It. It's all, all a bit too late and something that could have been happening for forever really is having a baseline of this is what you need to live. We are going to make sure you have that Yeah, kind of a quote. So I think it's, yeah, it, it's a really weird concept time and, and money and how it's all so... It it does dictate our lives, and it has really dictated so much of our lives for so long now Mm. that it is the normal, and it's really, it's really strange for me anyway because I've never had to struggle with. For me, myself financially, yes, my parents went through a period where they did really struggle financially, which made me think, okay, I I do need to be mindful about money. But I've been lucky to have. I guess I've been lucky to have worked hard. That sounds strange, but I've been lucky to have that awareness that. Yes, you you will need to – th- these things can happen. Be, be mindful of it. Yeah. So I've kind of always taken approach, too, that this can happen. Be mindful of it. And it's – yeah, and that kind of has happened, which is kind of scary that it has happened. But, yeah.
0: It's a really hard thing to observe yeah. and to understand that, like, is. Earth and they are concepts <coughs> and things it's like. It's like, well, hang on. It, you know, like I used to say this last year, and I haven't said it in a while, but, you know, like, <laughs> every day is actually the same we we just call it Monday. Like Yeah. Like do you do you know what the I mean? Goes, like, like the
1: sun goes down and we've called that a Monday, we've called
0: it. It's like that's that's uh, something that we've created, like you know what I mean? Or like this yeah. rub this rubber band in my hand is <laughs> is worth five cents. Like not really. Right. Like it's not really worth that much. <laughs> it's like,
1: worth five cents because someone up there said it's worth five cents. Yeah.
0: And it's me, like, well, where it did it you, it get it. you get that market research from? It's like, oh, well, you know, well, John and, and Sandy, they do theirs for four cents. So I'm going to do mine for five cents. And it's like, well, wh- yeah. what do they base it on? You know, did Jesus come down it's, and tell them that it was worth four cents? No. Like, did you know what I mean? Like, it's. it's been, a, it
1: has been socially constructed that that's how much it's worth. And it's.
0: And when you think yeah, about stuff, strange. and I, I asked Abby the other day, I'm like, "Why do people do stuff?" Like, and she was like, "What? Just survive, you dickhead!" Yes. But, but like, but do you know what I mean? Like, why do we, why do we post on Instagram? Why do we even have Instagram? Why yeah. do we, I why know. do we brush it's, our teeth? It's like, well, you know, people used to eat food without teeth. You know, it's like it's, thing, simple things. Yeah. It's like, well, hang on, this is just weird. Like the it's whole just, the, it
1: gets weird once you really start to think about yeah, it yeah you feel you so kind of sick about it and it's just yeah a really big existential crisis like ah yeah yeah it's really weird and it's like <laughs> that, oh, that's what leads to a disassociation of everything you
0: get overwhelmed it's like, I'll oh, disassociate from it yeah it's not
1: happening yeah yeah
0: cool I'll just put <laughs> I'll just put the rubbish in the cupboard um the bin man's not yeah. coming I'm just gonna put it in the cupboard and the the cup. I'll close yeah, the cupboard and the, the bit the rubbish yeah. is gone you know what I mean like and I'm definitely trying to live yeah. more of a minimalistic life like I'm donating things or getting rid sure. of things and especially because I'm moving yeah. I have to I can't take all this shit with me yeah. like I go to I go and visit my dad's house I'll take a backpack with clothes make sure I've got undies mm-hmm. and a computer charger and my, and a book and that's it like yeah. the food's there the bed's there it's sweet like i would be fine um, yeah. I can work yeah. off Listen, the computer the I can put the backs, yeah, the clothes yeah. on my back like I can do some air squats I'm sweet you know um, <laughs> so just yeah, it's probably another lesson that's coming out of today's podcast is probably you know live minimally and try think about your impact on yeah. on the earth. It's very yeah. um, be, try to become self-aware. You know, do a bit of meditating, do a bit of reading, see what happens. Yeah, you have, could you could change. For
1: sure, have, have that have, have that reflection, have that time to. We are lucky. We we can well for you and me anyway. We can make these choices. We have that freedom. We have that autonomy. We can. Yeah. Reflect and really think think inwards on on the situation to be like okay, let's try and sit with this for a while, and then how do I sit with it after sitting with it? Yeah, and make those decisions, and it's it's okay to change. It's okay to have different opinions. It's okay to have different lifestyles. It's okay to to do what you're doing, but maybe it's not okay if it's going to negatively impact other people or maybe the environment or animals, wherever you want to draw that line or whatever you want to do it for. But if it's okay with you and it doesn't hurt anyone, that's great. If it hurts other people, that gives you that time to reflect on it and how you can change
0: that. Yeah. Just like, I guess two things I could say is like, what are you doing? Like Mm. if you're listening right now, what are you doing Mm. to help others, help the planet? And then also (laughs) if it's not doing either of the two of those things, Change it or do it better, so that's my yeah, and, and
1: <laughs> research and, and, and educate on how you can
0: yeah do it evidence based yeah don't just you know say oh, okay <laughs> the, the sky's now red doesn't work because it's not evidence based like you can't just name <laughs> shit um, so look at peer reviewed studies you yeah. be mindful about what you where you're reading your research. <laughs> um, off topic now, Cal, just before we finish up, what are your, what are your goals, yes. big and small, at the moment? Like, obviously, things have changed, but say, say, at the start of this year, what were your goals for 2020?
1: Yeah, um, I had some goals. I had some travel goals. I had some um, gym goals. I had some work-orientated goals, too. And now they, to be honest, they have all changed. Um, and I'm okay with that. That was out of my control. I didn't move my goals. The goals are now not an attainable goal so that's okay with me um I haven't actually I've been talking about a lot trying to reflect trying to do this but I haven't had that time to be able to process the enormity of everything that's happening because it's not really a timeline on things so it's like oh this could still possibly happen but it could possibly not so I'm okay if these goals don't happen I'm okay with that I had goals for travel I was going to Borneo I was going to Philippines had quite a lot of hikes quite a lot of dives a, a lot planned for there the work, I had kind of narrowed down to two areas I really wanted to research into or to go more specialized in those areas. And then for for gym, obviously, there's those goals too. And for um, uh, relationship prospects too, there was obviously there's always going to be someone you like and the kind of things mm-hmm. there is, there was that too. But all those things are kind of like taken metaphorically and, and literally a step back and yeah. for now for me that's sitting okay for whatever day it is and whatever time this is that's okay with me now in 24 hours and 24 days and 24 months from now maybe it won't be okay but that's all right at the time for me right now this is okay with me and so I'm okay with that in hindsight maybe it wouldn't have been maybe it wasn't right maybe it was right mm. Which, well it's fine it's it's what I thought was right at the time, so I'm going to, yeah, follow my gut on it. And that's you know, the thing.
0: Like, another guy okay. I, I watch or listen to, Joseph Mentor, he <laughs> he owns Team Massive Joes, the supplement company, and he, yep. he was yep. talking TNKs. about, yeah, and he's just saying, you know, this this too shall pass, you know. It's okay to not um be super goal-orientated right now because you know, like you said, in 24 days – you could be back on track. Twenty-four months, two years' time, yeah. this will all be gone. Hopefully, you know, and so, Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so you'll be at a sweet cool, you know, and it, it'll be something that's affected everyone. So you can be like, well, you know what, um, at during this time of you know, so March to whenever that was okay to not yeah. be to have this be paused, and we'll do it later because we have to. You know. Yeah, um yeah. yeah, there's no choice. Or make a new goal. Like you said, you haven't had the time to personally do that right now or reflect, but it's like to mm. do something else, you know, instead of focusing on strength, mobility, or more yoga, or you yeah. know, stretching, yeah. or reading a book, or you, things like that. So that's really good. Yeah. Now your um Gal- Galapagos two questions left, two or three questions left yes. before we get into yeah. dinner. Uh Galapagos Islands. Tell us about that. Yes.
1: The most incredible and most beautiful place I have ever seen. It's like when people came there, the animals didn't leave. The biodiversity of the archipelago in general, something like eighty percent of bird life is unique there. Similar numbers with sea life and similar numbers with reptiles too. Fun fact, same with Australia too, it has a similar climate numbers. Australia's really unique in its biodiversity especially for Galapagos, the plants, the the evolution and Darwin's theory of evolution, it came from the Galapagos Islands and it is seeing how animals have been able to adjust and evolve and being able to, uh, from a biological evolutionary perspective, been able to adapt and improvise, adapt overcome. Like, literally, I've done that. Like, they have got the strongest species of that thing there and it is just in an incredibly beautiful part of the world. It's on the equator. The water's beautiful. It's crystal clear. The people who live there, they know how lucky they are to live there. It's quite protected. It, it's limit, limit, they're starting to limit the number of the people going there. There's quite a, an expensive national park fee. You're not allowed to bring in any plastics. You're not allowed to take anything with you. Um, so they really are mindful and really are conscious of their practices there, and even the, I think this is a part of Ecuador, the Ecuador government and prime minister, whatever they have there, it's, it's, the animals in general, the plant life in general for Ecuador is all protected too for a lot of places, in, especially in Galapagos, it's all protected, but a lot of the animals are, are really protected under laws. So we talked about health and change. Like it, it's literally protected. It's, you, you can't do that. And people don't do that because they know that's, They've got something special there, and it's, it is special. It's walking down the street with sea lions and these beautiful birds with blue feet and going scuba diving with sh- multiple sharks, with turtles that are bigger than you, with um, manta rays, all these different animals, and it's just – it kind of gives you that time to think like there is so much out there. <laughs> so beautiful and it's so incredible. And if you ever do have that chance to travel to South America, to travel to Ecuador, go to Galapagos, you'll swim with penguins, you'll see flamingos, yours. it's just, uh, yeah, it's beautiful and it's quite, I feel really lucky to have been able to go there.
0: I um, yeah. I kind of want to make my own <laughs> island and put all that shit there, you know what I mean? Like, do yeah. you ever get that feeling you want to, like, divert from society and be like, well, this is... This is like I have my you know my goals with the Cooks community and stuff, but this is like the Cook mm. Cook Islands, you know, even as a place, but it's like you know where this we, we're <laughs> we, we 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 I'm the boss and we don't do these things. We don't litter, we don't have food waste, you know. We hang out with yeah, animals, but like, that's the thing. You
1: and can I feel as though you that for f-
0: exactly, yeah, in your own environment, in your own home, those like yeah. without having to have those extreme steps of buying an island. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I feel as though you know when you're vegetarian or vegan, like you become more self-aware in terms of animals in general. Mm, um, like, sure. I was the same way of going down it for environmental for environmental purposes, but then you, the more research you mm. do, the more reading. Animal welfare is huge, right? But I think the animals know that you but, don't eat meat. That's something that I've really... Um, oh, like,
1: sure. Think,
0: that's something that I've really noticed. Yeah. Like, birds will be a lot closer to me, and I talk to them, and they'll just, like, they'll come hang out. Even pigeons, man. Pigeons are fucking scared of us. And they, they come right up to <laughs> me and, like... Like, nearly touched me, and then, like, yeah. bugs, all that. I fucking hate bugs, but I'm like, you know, I'm more aware of it now, you know? Like, I feel yeah. as though animals and know that you don't eat them. And they're like, yeah, you know, what's going yeah. on? What's going on, Callum? How are you? Like, And they'll just keep yeah, flying. No, they're, they're, they're smart. They have maybe not the... Uh, they're definitely autonomous animals. They're
1: definitely maybe not an insect that's going to get into really philosophical conversation, mm. so you won't. But animals are aware for sure they have their own energies we have our own energies like things know things know things like, yeah sounds super dumb yeah but they they do like you can kind of pick up on people's energies you can pick up on like uh, a dog if it's being aggressive like okay I know the dog's being aggressive I'm not going to go there probably the same for animals like you're trying to help me like you've seen possibly you've seen um <laughs> some really beautiful footage of people removing hooks from shark's mouths or untangling whales and they're just complacent. They're placid. They just lay there.
0: They know. Which yeah. Usually,
1: those animals aren't dormant. They they like to move because they get to the air th- or the water through their gills. But they sit there and they accept the help from the species because they know that they it, it's trying to help them. Mm. So no, I feel like you're 100 percent correct that they they do know to some extent that yes, uh, this person is help helping.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um. So I said, your, "I've written here your dog mate. <laughs> He's huge, <Yes. laughs> but it's a she. So Stella's bigger she, than
1: bigger Stella, than she, yeah.
0: Stella's bigger than you yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah, she's forty five kilos of lap dog. <laughs> she's yeah, she's a small cow. She's
0: massive. Yeah, she's
1: a yeah, she's a big girl. She's really really gentle. Um, she's a rescue dog, and she's." Yeah, again I'm not I talking about my plants and myself, okay, how that's really grounding for me. But a dog a hundred percent. I still don't know if I saved her or if she saved me. She is just the most beautiful, kind hearted, gentle being I have ever been with. And like it's there's like she was fifty dollars from the pound and she is just Christless. Mm. She's yeah, a great companion. She, they're, they're. She's aware when I'm sad. I'm aware when, if she's sad. But it's yeah. It's a little symbiotic relationship that we share. And if you don't have a dog, now's a great time to get a dog. Rescue an animal because you can't do anything else.
0: Yeah, yeah. has
1: a foster animal for a little while, and they know. They know that they've been saved. They know that like we're talking about before about helping animals. Like they, like Stella definitely knows that she is in as safe environment and I feel really lucky to be able to provide that for her too. That's awesome. And she's yeah. <laughs> she's a good cool
0: girl. The last question here, Callum, what's an ideal yes. day for Callum Craig? So I provide this example Ooh. to all my uh <coughs> listen, my, all my guests, sorry, so my yeah. friend Aaron, he was on the first episode. Oh, yeah. So he was snowboarding in Japan and then and then surfing on the coast, you know, in the same day. So what would it look like yeah. for you?
1: Oof, an ideal day for me would be waking up quite early, going for a beautiful morning dive, swimming with the manta ray or with a whale shark, um, and being able to share that with an intimate partner, hopefully, or if not an intimate partner, then a person I really care about a lot. Um, being in, eating some good food, picking up some plastic while diving, or just having just hanging out with people having that really intimate connections with people when when I can too or if not an ideal day for me at the moment would be doing some exercise doing some yoga going to the beach if I could tending to my plants having a nap just real (laughs) self-care and being able to yeah just find things that make me happy for that time not in necessarily a a selfish way but in a a self-care way they're very different things selfishness and self care. Mm. But no, ideally it would be being with a person I am into, the, someone that I care about, and being able to share really quite beautiful experiences like a sunrise or um, cold water on us or something intimate and, and something grounding to, to be able to share that with. Would be um, definitely an ideal day, so like scuba diving or um, snorkeling, exercising, anything, anything really. I know it's quite a a lady dandy answer, but it would be yeah, going to nature, diving, hiking, bushwalk, um, eating beautiful whole organic vegan food, (laughs) and just having a nap, having sex, like just anything intimate and anything, yeah.
0: That would be an ideal day. <laughs> that's awesome. No, very good response. Yeah. No, that's that's you know, it's your ideal day. It's for you, it's up to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you yes, yeah. people's ideal days could be experiencing a natural disaster. You don't know, you know, and having that, yeah. having that's that, true. having that fear element. Like, what am I going to do? Shit. But you know, it's yeah. is obviously different to that. So no, that's great. Thanks for answering that and be able to no, be so good, right. being that's able to be question. so honest. It's good. Uh, where can the listeners find you, Callum?
1: Um. That's a good question. Um, I guess Instagram is probably my most active type of um, platform. I tend to post a lot around, obviously, environment, obviously, my plants and my dog, but also around mental health, self care, support options as well. Um, yeah, Instagram is probably a good place to find it. It's a plug with little eco tips as well. And yeah. Instagram probably is definitely my most active. I don't have, like, a, a blogging or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. No, It's not fine. like a, a dedicated travel blog or a dedicated activist blog. It's just a little filtered version of my life.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That's what I think that's what the, yeah. the whole platform's there for as well, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank, yeah. Thanks so much so for coming really, on tonight.
1: Yeah, no, it's been a really... A really wholesome chat. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, actually. i probably talked a lot, and sorry if you had to nah. listen
0: to my voice for quite a long time to everyone, but that's yeah. me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, it's been a very good, I think, uh, educational and intelligent conversation, which has not happened. Uh, I have one of those every day. I try to, uh, but, you know, with someone yeah, who you haven't seen in a while, practice. and especially with someone you've seen on the other side of the screen, it's been good to, um, to catch up. So thanks again for yeah, coming no, on. For
1: sure, greatly appreciate it.
0: Another amazing chat, as always, on the Cooking Goals podcast. I really did enjoy catching up with Callan. He's a he's a great friend of mine uh, that I hadn't, you know, really contacted in a long time. So it was interesting to have uh, a bit of a catch up on the podcast, as well as you know, letting other people hear you know your actual catch up conversation as well. Uh, just before we head off uh, this week, I just want to mention that I've actually launched my website, so you can find that on in a link in my bio on my Instagram. So on this website. It's basically where I'm going to try and filter all my ideas and all my uh, things that I'm really passionate about at this, at this time and for in the future as well. So at the moment, uh, on this page, you can find about me and about what the page and what the Cooks community is going to be about in the future. You can also find things I've been featured in, so a few articles that people have written on me or articles that I've written uh, for others as well. The running club workouts, so I've currently got 11 up there at the moment. Those 10 have been sitting there for about since January, so I've got definitely got some more to put up there. Uh, also, the podcasts, so I've be able to, been able to link uh, exact, directly from Podbean straight to the website, so you don't have to go to Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. If you'd like to go to my website and listen to it there, you can. And then the last one is also the updates of the weekly emails. So I have a weekly email series that I've been sending out every Monday this year. I'm up to number seventeen. It's really interesting to see the numbers increasing to think, Jesus, we're seventeen weeks into this year. It doesn't sound like a lot or a big number, but we're very deep into April now. It's nearly May. So check out those as well. Nutrition tips, workout ideas, as well as podcast updates as well. And also sometimes there's a little bit of a bonus content in there of the things that I uh, find interesting in the week. So Go to the, my Instagram at the Cooks Community. check out the uh, website and let me know what you think. I'm um, doing a little bit of a revamp with my old socials and things at the moment as well. So really appreciate if you guys could check that out. To finish off, as always, thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it as this is a passion of mine. Don't forget to leave a review. It helps other people find the show. And please share this episode on your social media or tell a friend to continue spreading the message of cooking Goals. You can sign up to our weekly email by clicking the link in the description of this episode and follow our Instagram at The Cooks Community. But until next time, remember to breathe.